Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, ranging from nutrition to physical and mental health. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guest, I'll take a moment to let you know you can subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button, or on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or Spotify. I'll also mention that although I will often be speaking with experts, any information or advice provided in this podcast is not intended to be used to treat, cure or prevent injuries, disease or medical conditions and it's not a substitute for advice from your own health professionals. Today I am here with Eliza Richards. Hello Eliza. Hello. Thank you for coming on um, my podcast. I'm going to declare my bias up front. Eliza is the best personal trainer I've ever worked with, and there have been several in my life. Eliza has numerous uh, PT qualifications, including a certificate three and four in fitness, a master trainer level one, advanced fitball trainer, and many more. She also has a degree in medical radiations and a black belt in karate. Eliza is a mother of triplets who amazingly went on to have a fourth child. <laughs> Apart from being an excellent trainer, I've never seen Eliza without a friendly smile on her face, even on a dark, cold winter morning at 6am. So, Eliza, I just thought I'd start by asking you, what have you done this morning? Oh, I sound all busy when you put it all like that. <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, today, I have already trained myself. I go to my own trainer, um, so that was a, si- a six o'clock six session. Six o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I went home to wish my son happy birthday. Oh, lovely! Uh, so we opened presents. Then I dropped my son to school and my three girls to their swimming carnival. Wow! And so then here I am. And here you are. <laughs> well, thank you. So I thought we'd start by. Um, hearing about your path to becoming a personal trainer sort of from the practical point of view like how do you become qualified and also from the personal point of view like what inspired you to to do that um so as you mentioned before I was a radiographer to start with um so I've always been interested in health and fitness um always been a gym junkie um and in uh, 2013 I decided to do a personal training course at the Australian Institute of Fitness. Uh, By then I'd stopped doing radiography so I was looking for something else that that worked with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time as doing that course I had gone back to uni to study paramedics. Oh wow. Um, But I actually worked out that it was all too much uh, especially with four children. (laughs) Uh, so I did uh, did the course on campus on North Terrace. Um, I did it only part-time just so I could fit in with family. Uh, it's a very practical course, mm-hmm. which is great these days. A lot of stuff's online yes. or, you know, externally. So it was great to do it all practically. Um, a lot of assessments involved. Right. Which is great. Uh um, I had the the advantage of being a radiographer, so a lot of the anatomy I already knew. Yes. So that made it a lot easier. When I finished that course, I the same year I uh, set up my own fitness studio, the studio trainer. 
Um, that was six years ago now. Wow. So, yeah. so when you come out of that course, you are ready in a practical sense to go out on your own. And yes, yeah, oh, yes. that's great. So, Certificate Three allows you to work in a gym mm-hmm. on a gym floor, yeah. advising people there. Certificate Four allows you to be a personal trainer. So, right. so more, that's one level higher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So more individual instruction. Oh, that's that. great. Mm. So, and I think often people do both together. Is that true? That's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh, well, anyway, that sounds amazing. So how long did it take? Uh, It took me doing part-time. It was about a year's worth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And were the assessments um, practical in that you had to actually perform activities? Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, Everything was demonstrated in front of an instructor, tested, retested. Yeah. And I assume that is to make sure you're instructing people correctly yes. so they don't injure yes, themselves. that's yeah. right. Oh, that's great. And so now that you are a personal trainer and have been for many years, why would you recommend that people engage a personal trainer? What's the benefit? Uh, there are a few benefits. I would say the biggest one is safety. Yeah. Uh, I could walk through a gym with you at the moment and I could – Almost guarantee 90% of the people in there aren't performing techniques properly. I'm sure that's correct, yep. yeah. So the biggest thing I think is safety. Uh, while we might not look like we're doing a lot at the time, we are checking every movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're checking for stability. We're checking for imbalances in muscles, yep. um, body language, trying to progress you at the same time. So it, it is quite involved. I think the first thing is safety. Yeah, because when you're actually doing the exercise yourself, you don't actually know if you're doing it correctly or not. I, I find if you point something out, you think, oh, right, I didn't know I was, you know, doing yeah. that. So That's yeah. right. Um, it, the, the body has a cheat mechanism. So <laughs> if something's easier, you'll end up doing it that way. Might right. not be the correct way, but the body will try and cheat. Okay, so you keep the body in line. Yes. Mm. And so what other benefits apart from safety? A uh, big one for me is accountability. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to meet someone at six o'clock in the morning on a wintry day, you'll do it. Yeah, unlike yeah. if you decide to go for a run by yourself and then you wake up and think, oh, it's a bit cold, I'm a bit tired, I should listen to my body and rest. <laughs> we all have an excuse. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Any other major benefits, do you think? Uh, I'd say another one that goes hand in hand with safety is yeah. is uh, progression. If you've got a personal trainer, you'll be progressed through your fitness and your exercises safely at the same time. Yes. Um, but being monitored for that, you can progress a lot faster to get right. the gains you're after. Oh, that's great. And also, so when you have um, a client... Um, and I guess each client has a different goal. Some people want to run a race or get fitter or lose weight or there's so many different goals. So how do you plan for each session? The way I work, I'll always meet someone first. We'll have a chat. We'll do the paperwork. <laughs> uh, and that first session is to for me to get to know where they're at. Yes. So against all the marketing advice, I offer a free session to start with just to get to know their capabilities, their limitations, any imbalances. So from there, I then work out what will be appropriate for that person and that body. Yeah, and I must say, having worked with Eliza, 
She's so organized. Every time I went in, she had her card with the exercises all planned out. And she also spoke to my physio, so she knew which areas were problems for me. So I found it just, um, as I said, the best, Eliza's the best personal trainer I've ever worked with. She was so prepared and so organized. So I really appreciate that. And I'm sure all of your clients do. Um, and speaking of clients, so how do you keep people motivated? Is that hard? It's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I tend not to think of motivation as always being there. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a fair weather friend. So I would rather people were disciplined than finding motivation. We often have something, we might have a wedding to go to or a big birthday or yes. a holiday and they're great. They're great to motivate but they're not always there. Yeah, that's true. So I think to be consistent and disciplined is a lot more important. But but what I do in the studio to motivate people, I might have a, a monthly challenge. So, Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we're coming back. Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll get all of our clients to participate in the challenge and, and it, it gets that competitive spirit going. Yeah, so that's I, one thing we'll do. I remember that. And it's funny because you think, say it's a wall sit, for example, and you see the little board with everyone's, <laughs> you know, times on it and you think, oh, I want to win. I want to beat that. Well, that's right. It's, <laughs> and it's everyone a, has that, yes, don't they? Yes. Whether mm. they think they do or they don't, yeah. that everyone's a bit competitive. Yeah. So that's one thing I'll do. Another thing I'll do is join in with certain clients to, to do the exercise with them, depending what it is. Yes. Uh, but that often keeps a lot of people going as well. Yeah, I think if someone's there with you, you do work harder and um, you don't give up as quickly, no, I think, as that's well. Right. Mm. And um, while we're talking about exercises, a lot of people are not members of a gym, either because they can't afford to be or they don't have time to justify it. Um, so could you give us a little plan, a, a quick plan that someone who's listening to this podcast thinks I've got 10 minutes, I want to do something at home? Sure. Your top exercises? Yes. Uh, the big exercises I'd suggest would be a squat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine you're picking something up off of the floor. We're not bending through the back. We're going to use the legs to pick yeah. it up. So whether you pick something up or you just use that movement that's a big compound movement that's very good for you uh lunges lunges Mm -hmm. are one of the staple exercises so big long strides straight back proud chest you can do them up and down the same room Mm -hmm. um another one would be a Mm push-up good old-fashioned push-up haven't done one of them for years (laughs) (laughs) and whether all of these can be modified so if you have a an injury or uh time poor you can modify all of these to to suit what what's going on at the time uh, as long as as well as a push-up i'd say a plank yeah mm-hmm. so straight into the core uh as well as a bit of cardio so maybe some skipping yeah, or step skipping's ups. good isn't it to get your yeah, heart rate up quickly. that's right mm-hmm. and you don't need to do it for very long do a minute uh you could use all of those in a circuit as well yeah okay well that they're the so they're the top tips the top exercises (laughs) Uh, just a quick question with the squats what muscle group does that work uh, predominantly so mainly legs i'd say front of the legs the quads uh glutes and hamstrings so all the big muscle groups that we use every day Mm. and 
I know that you also have a blog, uh, which I love to read, and it's about people that have inspired you. So can you tell us a little bit about your blog? Oh, my blog, it's a bit bit like my new baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been blogging for a while, but this is now been separated from my website so right it's a pretty new entity so it's personalized to me Mm -hmm. a bit bit more than for health and fitness Mm -hmm. um so i'm writing about people who have displayed strength so whether it's a health challenge whether it's in their work within the medical or health industry Mm -hmm. um so my motto is that i'm celebrating the strength of authentic humans Oh, that's, that's a beautiful motto. And how do you find these people to write about? Are they friends or connections somehow? A uh, bit of both. So yeah. a lot of it's just word of mouth. Yeah. So I'll, I'll interview one person and they might have a suggestion for another one or someone I've read about or, yeah, it's just all through word of mouth yeah. at the moment. And are people generally receptive to having themselves written about? Or? Most of them are. Yeah. A lot of people it's not their thing, which I completely understand. Um, I'm always happy to keep people anonymous if they'd rather yeah, that. Yeah, I guess you can still tell a great story yeah. without saying who it actually That's right. is. It still gets that message across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing you do, because you do so much, is uh, karate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that. What inspired that? Uh, my big, big brother made me do that. Um, I <laughs> to started defend yourself. <laughs> he is older. Um I started that, I think I was about 19. So I used to go with my brother to training and I just loved the discipline of it. Mm. And it was something that you had to stick with every week. Uh, he then moved to Sydney and I kept kept going. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was a great workout as well. Yeah. But I, I did just love the, the discipline and the art of it. Yeah. So I kept going uh, over the years. Um did get my black belt in the end. That's amazing. Uh, and then, of course, life crept in and I uh, have gone on to other things. But yes. I, I do still love the whole martial art aspect of it. And I think, obviously, as you mentioned, that discipline aspect has probably served you well in other areas too, I expect. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, so karate, personal training, mother of four. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any tips for working mothers? I mean, it's... It, I find personally it's hard to fit it all in and sometimes I have little mini meltdowns. <laughs> Probably <laughs> all mothers all do. <laughs> do. Yeah. In fact, I had I had a bit of a meltdown yesterday when I realized I had to be at West Lakes at three different times that were completely incompatible. So <laughs> I did this is where other mothers are so lovely. I sent a message out to our little group and I got so many nice responses and it really made my day, so I've managed to sort it all out. I think that's one of the hard things is knowing that you need to ask for help. I know. It's hard to do, I think. It's hard to get into the practice, but you just have to sometimes. Um, I think one of the, which is obviously easy in hindsight, one of the big things is to look after yourself. Yeah. Uh, Make some time for yourself. You know, we're so used to putting ourselves on the bottom of the list. Try to start putting yourself up a bit higher. Give yourself some time to do what you enjoy. 
I think ultimately it makes you a happier person. That's right. I find when I'm training towards some kind of goal and I'm running or riding or whatever, I'm actually a nicer mother. Mm. I know, it makes you nice (laughs) to everyone. (laughs) That's good. Um, And I just a couple more questions. Do you have any tips? I know you're very interested in nutrition and diet. Do you have any tips about fueling for exercise and or just in general, in fact? It's funny. I get that question a lot, actually. Should I eat before training? Should I eat after? Mm. What should I eat? And what I always say is it comes down to your body. Yeah. So even if you experiment, you need to work out what works for you. I personally don't eat before 12, but that's me. Mm. Um, we, we all try and cookie cut ourselves into, into these patterns that everyone else yeah. is doing. Um, so it is a little bit of exper- experimentation. As far as fueling goes, again, if you eat something and you don't feel good after or you yeah. don't train well, do something different the next day. Mm. Um, it's a bit of a process. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I went for a run this morning And I was hungry when I woke up and I didn't have anything to eat. And it was, for me, it was such a tough run. I felt like a lump of lead. And I think, I don't know if this was the reason, but I felt like I needed to eat something because I normally do. Mm. So maybe for me, I like to eat (laughs) as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, final question that I ask all of my guests, if you could recommend one or two things that, all people should do to improve their well-being what would they be I would say the main thing is to keep it simple mm-hmm. we get so caught up in trends at the moment you know yeah keto paleo all oh, these no. things work out what works for your body keep it simple um, and, and the, what you like as well yes yeah yeah life's too short to do yeah, things don't, we don't cut enjoy. out carbs if you like carbs no. Carbs are fine. Carbs are great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other thing I'd suggest is um, just to be kind to yourself. Yeah, that's that's very good advice. Yeah. So keep it simple, be kind to yourself and listen to your body, to Mm. your body. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Eliza. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. And that was Eliza Richards. You can connect with Eliza via her website, thestudiotrainer.com.au, or you can follow Eliza's blog, elizaluisa.com.au. I will put a link to Eliza's website and to her blog in the show notes. You can subscribe to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, and while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker or Spotify. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website. Please feel free to suggest suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed and I'll do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love. We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon, 
To help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please visit the Contribute page on my website. Also, and finally, please take a minute to leave a rating on iTunes. It improves visibility and will help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.